Its energy surrounds us. What's up, Star Wars fans, and welcome back to the Carbonite Convos podcast. If this is your first time joining us, you've just taken your first step into a larger world. And if this is not your first time with us, then we can't thank you enough for coming back for another episode. Today, instead of a traditional podcast episode, we are going to do our trailer breakdown and review of the Kenobi trailer that came out today. Alec and I just did a reaction to it, so make sure to go check that out on YouTube. And we could Fly, not... Uh quick news it was nuts <laughs> yeah it was nuts um and we couldn't be more excited to just hop on a quick podcast and talk about it again but before we get started make sure to check me out on instagram and twitter at funko stud and i'm joined by like always by uh alec porterfield aka wall crawler busy pops alec I know we just talked about Kenobi for a, a couple minutes, but I'm excited to dive into this. What about yeah, you? Yeah, man, we haven't really talked about it much um, since we watched the reaction a little bit ago. We edited it and got, got it out quick, and we said, you know, we're going to save our thoughts for the, the breakdown. So I'm excited to talk to you about it, talk about what we saw. I know you got some notes to go over. So let's go ahead and dive into this thing. But before we do, guys, make sure you smash that like button. Go ahead and hit that sub for, button for us, guys. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, go ahead and lead us off, man. All right. So I think the first thing that stuck out is just Obi-Wan talking. Uh, he's narrating some of, the, uh, some of the trailer. And the first words are, the fight is done. And usually when you hear that, you know, it, it's, it's coming from the heroes. You know, they're like, it's over. We won. Um, so when he says he's like, the fight is done. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's done. And he says, we lost. And then it hits me. I'm like, oh, yeah, shoot. Yeah, he's not in a good spot. Order 66, everything happened. Like, yeah, he lost. Uh, so that was kind of the, you know, the first thing that stuck out, just showing how, you know, wh where they at, wh where he's at in his life. You know, it's it's been a good 10 years since they lost the war, but, you know, the galaxy is still feeling those repercussions of that loss. Right. I'm very excited for that reason right there to see where he's at in his life. You know, this is what, like seven, eight years after I think Order it 66. Was, 10. was it 10 I years? It was exactly. So, 10. okay. So it's 10 years. So 10 years. This is the earliest we've seen him post Order 66, obviously. Um, the only time we've really gotten a lot of dialogue from him was in A New Hope. Uh, a little bit in Rebels where him and, and Maul finished their battle, but no insight really as far as like his time on Tatooine um, other than just very briefly training Luke in, in his hut. So I'm excited to see where he's at as far as his mental state, like his concerns, like what is his main focus aside from protecting Luke right now? Uh, yeah. If you kind of catch what I'm saying. Yeah, of course. And I think that's his main goal is watching over Luke. That's what he tells Ob uh, Yoda at the end of the Revenge of the Sith when Yoda needs to go in exile and Bail Organa is taking Leia. Obi-Wan says, I'll take him to his family. Well, Yoda says, take him to his to Tatooine, to his family, he will go. And then Kenobi says that he'll keep watch over him, which was one of the most surprising things in the trailer for me. I think I knew we would see, I, I think, 
We all knew that we would see Inquisitors at some point in this series, but something that's always been on our mind is, are we going to see uh, at an adolescent Luke Skywalker? And the fact that we got that in the trailer is pretty wild. nuts. That's wild. Um, so I'm just kind of curious on how relevant that's going to be to this story, because that's pretty much the only reason he's on Tatooine, but I don't want I don't want that to be the main part of this story. This story is about Obi-Wan, not Luke. You know, we're getting a lot of Luke and Mando and Boba Fett and um, possibly his own series. So I don't want a lot of the focus to be on Luke. This is kind of my prequel trilogy fix. So I'm ready to see a lot about Anakin and Vader and uh, Obi-Wan fighting these Inquisitors. So, yeah, I don't either I don't way. See it was them awesome. diving into Luke all that much aside from. Maybe a bits and pieces here and there where there might be an Inquisitor or someone kind of getting close to Luke where yeah. Luke isn't really aware of what's happening because I feel like he would have been very much aware of people coming to get him in A New Hope when we see him for the first time. Odds are he doesn't know about a lot of what's happening on Tatooine. So I'm, I'm just very excited to see, you know, Obi-Wan's intentions as far as like how he's able to protect Luke specifically from these inquisitors. And while we're talking about the inquisitors real quick, I'm going to, I'm going to make a prediction real quick. I don't really quick before we get onto the inquisitors, because I feel like that's a big part of the trailer. Mm -hmm. Um, Let me just finish off really quick. Go for it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Last thing about Luke. I just love that he's, he has like some fighter, pilot goggles on and, and he's, he's like pretending to pilot i thought yeah. that was super cool yeah. um so that's pretty much all there is about about luke it, i was just surprised like just they, like ahsoka said so much like your father exactly exactly and like the first thing i thought of was pod racing when i saw it uh but i i wouldn't think that it yeah, would, i don't think it's really prevalent on tattooing anymore i mean i i wouldn't know i mean i hope it is it'd be cool to get some it almost would be cool to ha- see some pod racing but i i'm not sure but uh, yeah, let's let's move on to the Inquisitors. Um, we we saw at least at least three, mm-hmm. well, at least two, maybe four, because we know we saw the Grand Inquisitor, we saw the Fifth Brother, and then we saw. I assume that Moses Ingram's character, she's the one that popped up throughout the entire trailer. I assume she's an Inquisitor. Yeah. Um, so um, she's I'm, be cu- very I'm curious who, which one she is. But real quick, I'm going to make What's a your prediction. Theory? I don't think that the general public is going to be happy with the Grand Inquisitor. Very much how people weren't happy with Cad Bane live action. I don't think people are going to like the look. Oh, you of mean the people like in our universe? Yeah, I, I mean, I kind of get that. Because mm. I will say that the head, the shape of the head was yeah, a little, a little very. And, you know, we, we find these p- things to nitpick. Um, right, right. But yeah, hey, the Grand Inquisitor. He has a very, well, very globe-shaped head. Yes, but the Inquisitor is the same species as the guy that Obi-Wan speaks with on Revenge of the Sith. Mm. On Utapau, when he says, on Utapau, he, he says, 10th level, thousands of battle droids. And his head was very correctly shaped for their uh, their species as well. So I was surprised that, you know, this guy had such a round head. I, I don't think that's going to take anything away from his performance as the Inquisitor. No, not at all. But, not you know, all. Star Wars fans, they, and we're not going to make a big, we, we, 
I felt like it was appropriate to point out, but it's not going to ruin the inquisitor for me. Not at and all. kind of the, kind of the same with the fifth brother. He looks a little, I think it's just a little off putting seeing gray people. Like we know they're humans under there, mm-hmm. like in real life. So seeing them just gray, I feel like it's just a little unsettling. So it's going to take some getting used to, but I, I think you're right that people. I, when we watched the rebels together, we actually were, driving from pittsburgh to florida and yep. you had already seen it i had yet to see it and so we we really got into it about that we both of us agreed we didn't care all that much for the fifth brother however the grand inquisitor story was really cool how he ends up being like a guard i don't know what the what the term would a be like a guard, guard like a temple guard so i i'm excited to, to dive into his character and i feel like he might get the most time out of, out of the ones we saw so far, the fifth brother, the Grand Inquisitor. Oh, uh, really? See, I kind of feel you continue. Sorry, I feel like he is like the the most menacing, biggest, baddest of the Inquisitors. There's a reason he's the Grand Inquisitor. So, for what we know, his end of story to be becoming the Temple Guard. I want to know how much went into what happened beforehand, all the bad things that he did to get him into that position to end up kind. Of you know, becoming the guard. So kind of investing into that story a little bit more. See, I kind of think the opposite. Like I, I think we got a solid bit of his character get fleshed out in rebels. So I think it's cool that he's going to be in this series, but you said it yourself. We weren't that impressed with the fifth brother. He didn't do too, too much. Mm -hmm. So maybe this is his chance for redemption where they could do something really cool with him and make us, like him more because i don't dislike the fifth brother he just doesn't really stick out yeah Um, so in in we we've seen in rebels obviously the grand inquisitor the fifth brother and then was that the seventh sister or the second sister i get them i get get them confused confused, to be honest but there was another one as well it's one or the other in that and then in fallen order is either the second or the seventh well there are two more there's two more in fallen order right yeah yeah, so we get a total. Uh, we get the Grand Inquisitor, Fifth Brother, two more Inquisitors, either the second or the seventh sister, and then one other one that I can't remember, and then the other two in Jedi Fallen Order, which I don't think it's out of question for them to pop up as well. But I hope, I hope, that, what's her name? Uh, the actress. So you just said it a few minutes Moses ago. Ingram. Moses Ingram. I hope that she is a new one. Really? A new Inquisitor that we haven't really gotten any information yeah. on yet. I think if personally. she is a new one, she might die. Uh, Yeah, I think there's a good chance. If she's new, because this all happens before everything we've seen from Inquisitors. So if she is new, and the fact that we haven't seen her in anything else, um, I think she might die. Maybe she's the first sister. Or maybe she, yeah, like it, I, I don't know. Because I, I guess I guess there, Grand, why would there wouldn't be a first sister underneath Grand? Yeah, so I maybe she's the first sister and she, you know, doesn't stick around too long. Um, but there is so there's Moses Ingram's character, the Grand Inquisitor, the fifth brother, and then in the room where we first see the Grand Inquisitor, sorry, where we first see the fifth brother and Moses Ingram's Inquisitor, there's also another female. I would assume she's an inquisitor sitting in the room. I, she doesn't look familiar to me. I can't really make a comment as to what she might be, but I assume she would be an inquisitor as well. 
Yeah, at this point, there, there's no really t- uh, telling who's who because uh, we can't really match the two together because their, you know, animated look and live action look are going to s- slightly alter. So they yeah. could be brand new. They could be repeats. I I have genuinely no idea. So, yeah, I'm excited to see Vader work with the Inquisitors in live action. Yeah, dude. I don't even have any words to say about Vader, man. I can't wait to see him for the first time. Uh, I like what the Grand Inquisitor was saying to whatever Tatooine native he was talking to. He said, the Jedi code is like an itch. They cannot help it. Um, And I think then he goes on to say something like they leave a trail of compassion or something along that sort. Mm -hmm. So this makes me think that they are just going to do horrible things unspeakable act after unspeakable act because we already saw someone dangling in the air yeah as the crowd watches so i think they are going to do many bad things to try to draw obi-wan out and i think that's going to be the it's just that when does it become time for him to fight and try to end this you know Right. I want to know how much of the stuff happening on Tatooine at this time is syndicate based versus inquisitor based. I'm not really getting any syndicate vibes at this point, because at this point, Jabba still runs it Mm. like it's still no one's no one's coming there to mess with them. No, it's the Empire for sure. Well, no, Jabba's dead. No, he's no, he's not. No, he's not. I'm sorry. (laughs) This is before that. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's you kind of have to do the math very quick in your head, but think back to Mandalorian season two, uh, episode one, um, right. When they did a flashback to when the second death star was blown up on Tatooine, the people not on Tatooine, but in Mos Pelgo, the people were celebrating because the Imperials ran everything. Right. And that's when, uh, I can't remember who, they stepped in and kind of took over yeah, took yeah. Out the bar scene. Yeah, exactly. So somebody else took over. So up until now, there's no syndicate or gang hmm. stuff. It is it is the Empire. And obviously Jabba controls Tatooine and he's he's the crime lord. He's the crime lord now. Um, but Vader, it, it, it kind of goes along with uh, along with the comics. I would assume that Vader lets Jabba do his thing and if vader needs something you know they have a mutually beneficial relationship so right i wouldn't be surprised if we see jabba um i think there's a really good chance we see jabba yeah. i mean we could see any tatooine native right now very easily we could what even if, see- yo what if you know how there was t- there was talk about a han solo cameo in revenge boba fett and boba fett in the book yeah. of Boba? What, what if the film they were filming not for boba but for kenobi thing is is han solo would be like 10 years old uh, or, or he'd be like 15 so it wouldn't make sense to bring harrison Ford well back. yeah have I you, guess you're right have you seen the theory though it will, will let me say this quick theory and then we'll get back to the actual trailer so we see um we see din fly the naboo starfighter Mm-hmm. And I've seen a lot of theories that after Order 66, Obi-Wan went to Naboo for some reason, maybe some reason involving Padme or something along those lines. And he took the Naboo starfighter from Naboo 
to Tatooine. And that's how he got, you know, from point A to point B. And that's why the start that starfighter is on Tatooine for Din to have. Huh? Well, cause you would think like what person of royalty or of premise from Naboo will be going to Tatooine. No, no one for any reason. No one goes to Tatooine. No. So I, I thought that was a pretty cool theory. Um, Another thing, and this was this was my favorite part of the trailer all in all, is the music. They went from back and forth between the first thing that I heard was Battle of the Heroes. And before it hit that final note, it switched to Duel of the Fates. And then throughout the rest of the trailer, it kind of they they coincided. They went back and forth uh, between the two scores, which are two of arguably the hottest scores throughout star wars like your ears just catch on straight fire when you listen to those yeah those are two of my favorites so i thought that was super cool to see to hear two scores that had everything to do with obi-wan and mm-hmm. anakin uh you know we're we're played in this in this trailer yeah i know that man that gets me really hopeful for the music in the show yeah, and that's why I think this show is going to be so uh, so emotional is because the music in Star Wars is, I think, what draws the emotions out a lot mm-hmm. of times. And the fact that they're doing th- that the trailer has prequel music because they could go either way. And I think that's what's interesting is they could go with prequel and original trilogy music and really fuse the two to kind of combine those two trilogies through this series. So I'm super excited for that. I do not see them missing the opportunity to expand upon probably the two most sad characters in the Star Wars universe. The two that have lost the most and who have lost lost everything and are the literally always hurting and, and losing and being in, in these situations. So I do not see them missing the opportunity to really dive into that. Yeah. No, I I I don't disagree, man. It's gonna yeah. be awesome. I like the words that popped up on the screen. Hope. That's what that's what stuck out. To me. Between darkness, cut to an awesome scene. And defeat cut to another awesome scene. Hope survives. So that I think it's good because we know Obi-Wan's nothing's going to happen to him for the most part because he's wild, but it's, it's really cool. Another example of them just perfectly picking their words of how to tell a story like darkness, Anakin's fall, defeat him becoming Vader. Hope survives in Luke. That boy is our last hope. I know. I know. It's wild. Know. Did you notice? And I watched the trailer a couple times, and I didn't. Wa- I didn't realize this until the most recent time. At the end, when you see the Kenobi, the Obi Wan Kenobi series logo, Vader, you can hear Vader breathing. I didn't right. hear it the first couple times. It? I didn't. I didn't hear it the first couple times. Wow. I was too busy freaking out. But I thought that was really a really cool touch. Honestly, you know what that makes me really wonder. Is if what? he's gonna have any speaking parts whatsoever? Who Vader? Yes, of I course. don't know, man. Because I would, dude. There's no way if they're gonna do an epic rematch. Yeah. Quote. There's no way that they're not gonna capitalize on James Earl Jones. Yeah. Because wow. like, he he's getting pretty he's old. Getting old. And I would say, arguably, this is probably Darth Vader's last big appearance. Isn't that sad? 
Yeah, and it, like I'm sure he, I'm sure they will never not include uh, Darth Vader in some if they capacity. can, right? But you know, this is what we've been waiting for. <laughs> I know. So, Ooh, that's a wild, I, I could dude. see. Remember how in Rebels they did a mix of James Earl Jones and uh, Matt Lanter's voice? Yeah, when in the Ahsoka battle. Yes, in the Ahsoka battle, it would be really cool if something happens and we can hear. Hayden Christensen half and half with James Earl Jones's voice that I feel like will help you bridge the gap between Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader so much because sometimes when Vader's on the screen bumps, bro. Yeah. You forget that it's Anakin because it's, it's too different. Like they're just not the same. Right. So I think that might be able to help you connect those characters even more. You just blew my mind. You just blew my mind. So that's all I have about the trailer, except one final thing. And it was just the last couple seconds of it. it. The Disney plus logo. That was sick. In the Moon Knight trailer, the little plus comes from Moon Knight jumping from roof to roof. And then it ends in the plus. This time it's the lightsaber just tearing through it and it's just that gets me hyped to, to, to find out what the intro to the show is like how mando had Ooh. one how boba <laughs> had one and they were sick Super i can't cool. wait dude what are they gonna do for that the only lightsabers that we've seen so far are in the logo and mm-hmm. in that disney but well because in obi-wan kenobi the eye in kenobi is his lightsaber mm-hmm. and then in the disney plus logo it did that awesome animation so that's the only lightsaber we've seen so far so i'm really excited to see some saber action for sure we're gonna get in an insane fight i know i know but that's that's all i have what well what do you review what 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 number do you give it the trailer yeah are we doing our so we need to decide are we doing decimals or no See, the thing is, is we give everything tens. So it's like people can't trust us, but it's just because we love everything so much. And realistically, because last time we did it, we did a review on a trailer. I gave it like a 7.8 or something like that. Let's just do like. I wouldn't say decimals. That gets pretty. No, one through ten. One through ten. What do you got? Nine. I'll give it a nine as well. 18 out of 20. And that's just because I don't want to give it a solid. If Vader was in it, 10, 10, 12, 12. But yes, I don't know, but that's all I have. So, uh, you know, we'll let the people go. Everybody that tuned in, you know, this was a, a much shorter, you know, quote podcast episode, but tonight was the night we were supposed to record and we didn't really have anything crazy. And what better to talk about than freaking Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, So thank you very much for tuning in. Don't forget to go check out our reaction and our new Funko Pop list. Uh, But yeah, until, until the next video, may the Force be with you. Remember, the Force will be with you. Always.